Welcome to Making a Mess, a podcast from the Wise County Messenger. My name is Michael Egan, and I'm the studio manager for Branded Film and Media right here in Decatur Town Square, and we're happy to be producing the podcast for The Messenger. Now, here's your host, Kristen Tribe Publisher, and Richard Green, editor for the podcast. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Making a Mess. Our guest today is the new Decatur ISD superintendent, Dr. Chad Jones. We'd like to take a minute and welcome him to the show. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Well, we're really excited to have you here. And uh, for those of you who might not know, he just officially started the job last week. Um, But he's been visiting with some folks leading up to to coming here. And I guess to get things started, can you just tell everybody a little bit um, about yourself personally? Sure, sure. This is year 31 in education for me and year 12 as a superintendent. Wow. And it's the first time as a superintendent I've started in the middle of the year. So it's been a little crazy. (laughs) Typically, you can kind of start the year with a convocation or a back-to-year type breakfast where you get to talk to the entire staff. But the last week has been spent meeting with different departments and campuses and just a lot of traveling around. But loved meeting everybody so far, and I'm so excited to be in Decatur. Very good. Well, Dr. Jones, um, as you mentioned, this is year 31 for you. How did you – get into education and what made you really want to pursue this route? Yeah, well, I got into education because of the impact that educators had on my life. And it it stemmed from teachers and coaches I had in my hometown of Stroud, Oklahoma, um, back in the 80s. And um, got into it. And and at that time, my number one dream was to be a head boys basketball coach. (laughs) And and, um, luckily, I, I got to do that in Oklahoma. I coached for 13 years, was a head boys coach for 11 and also a biology teacher and loved the classroom also. And I had an opportunity to come to Texas in 2004. A friend of mine had gone to College Station ISD and was at A&M Consolidated. So I wound up there as an assistant principal. And after two years doing that, an elementary principal's job came open. And I thought, man, that is not <laughs> my, my wheelhouse, my background, but it's some something I'd like to try. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I got to go to an amazing campus at Southwood Valley Elementary with amazing teachers, and I got to learn from them, but I felt like I got to provide some stability and leadership there. So I did that. Um, a couple years later, had a chance to go to Rockdale as the high school principal. And then for the last 12 years, I've been a superintendent. I started in uh, West Hardin County down near Beaumont. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there three years. Then I was in Iola for five. Iola's right near College Station. And uh, for the last four, I've been in Sinton ISD down near Corpus Christi. So, wow. you know, 31 years, you'd think I'm old, but I've got a lot of energy, <laughs> uh, a lot of passion for what I do. And, and my focus is on kids and teachers. And, and I'm here to support uh, the kids and teachers in Decatur ISD and do whatever we can do um, because Decatur is an amazing place and we mm-hmm. can be successful in everything we do. And, uh, that's my goal is to help make that happen. Absolutely. What drew you to move on up and become a superintendent? Why did you decide to to pursue that career path? You know, um, I think I've just gone from coaching kids to coaching adults. And, and as <laughs> it's a good I've, way to look at it. <laughs> um, you know, having been an elementary principal and a high school principal and a head coach, um, I've kind of seen it from a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just enjoy the opportunity to – to help change lives, whether it be the lives of educators, uh, to help bring communities together with the school districts. And, Mm -hmm. um, 
I don't know. I, I, I've just always been excited. And, and I kind of knew as I was going through being principal at different levels that that would help me eventually be a superintendent. Mm-hmm. That's just been a goal of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what specifically drew you to apply and take over here in Decatur? Well, several things. I've known about Decatur since I was in Oklahoma, and I just believe Decatur is a is a gem. I think it's a gold mine as far as the, you know, everybody I've talked to about Decatur, um, obviously, will talk about some of the recent drama, mm-hmm. but they all circle back around to amazing town, amazing people, mm-hmm. great kids. You can be great academically, and you can win at everything you do in Decatur. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> having spent my last four years in Senton, which was an amazing district, and mm-hmm. and down in South Texas, um, my dad is 79, my stepmom's 80. They live in Stroud, Oklahoma still. Okay. And so now instead of being nine and a half hours from them, I'm three. Yeah. Um, Decatur is a little bit That's bigger nice. job than Sentence. Sentence mm-hmm. 4A Division Two. We're 4A Division One here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after going through the interview process and, and connecting with the board and the conversations we had, I just felt like maybe this was where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a nice visit with your parents and everything on the day you were signing your contract. <laughs> really, really sweet. I know they're excited. That had to be that'd be fun too to have them here that day and everything to to celebrate with you. It was awesome. Yeah, I it thought was it was great. awesome that they came down for it. I was like, oh, that's so great. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was great, and uh, you know, it's just such a difference. Three hours away, yeah. get up on a Saturday morning, drive up, spend the Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. weekend, maybe. Um, from down in South Texas, you better take off a Monday or Friday and have a three-day weekend to get <laughs> yeah. that done. So. It's a full day's drive and yeah. then some. That's right, yes. Uh, well, getting started in the middle of the year, you you mentioned there's special challenges and everything. How how are you approaching trying to get started and get to know people, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, um, and kind of lay out the foundation of what you want to see? You know, basically, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm giving everybody the same message. And, and I'm about customer service, and I'm about everybody here's a teacher, no matter what role. That bus driver is the first teacher a kid sees every morning. And everybody in education has an opportunity to change a life by what they say that day or how they pick somebody up. And, and you know, the thing is, through COVID, we're all going through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, to me, what makes education the uh, just such an amazing profession you know, you've got these teachers that are going through things in their life or haven't gone through COVID or, or, you know, they walk in that door every day, they flip the light switch on and they put themselves on the back burner and put their kids first. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, there's power in that. So <clears throat> what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to hit every department, every cafeteria staff. I met with the custodians last Friday, met with maintenance, transportation, I'm going to every campus um, mm-hmm. and this week. I think every day at the end of the school day, I'm meeting with a different campus every day. Um, the toughest part about it is, is I get halfway through talking to them and I'm like, okay, what have I said to this group? You need a recording. You can just walk yeah. in and smile and play the recording. <laughs> but, but other than that, it's been <clears throat> awesome. Just mm-hmm. such good people. And, and yeah. they're so uh, excited um, for the future and ready for some stability. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping I can help provide some of that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, obviously you're very well experienced and I know personally as um, a, a taxpayer and also as a parent with the kiddo and DISD, I love the fact that you have experience in all, you know, from a teacher principal, you know, through the whole system. So how do you think that experience will benefit you here and how will it help you in this position? You know, I think anytime you're leading, if you've if you've wore the shoes of the people that you're leading, they can sit and look at you and go, 
he's been an elementary principal. It's not his background, but he did he knows, it. And, yeah. and he's at least tried it. Now, don't get me wrong. He survived you know, it. I know what I tell people, for example, as a small school suit, uh, when I was in West Harden, we had 500 students pre-K to 12. Mm. In that role, you have a hand in every facet of running the district. Mm-hmm. So now when it comes time for, you know, say, for example, we're doing the revenue template. Mm-hmm. I don't specifically have to do that. Cindy Tatum and our business office can take care of that, but I can go to them and I can have uh, an educated conversation based Mm -hmm. on the experience that I have in that role. So um, I just think it's important to to the different roles you have, the different shoes you've worn, the different battles that you've been through, help people realize, hey, he's been through it. And he he appreciates what we do every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Jones, I was wondering, can you talk a little bit about the, uh, what has the last two years been like, you know, especially as an educator, Everything. I mean, we've, we've seen and read the stories and also a stu- little bit of the studies of how it's impacted students' performance already and everything, but what has been the real challenges and everything uh, facing schools? Yeah, you know, I think uh, obviously it was something we haven't been through. Mm-hmm. And in, in having, you know, it was, it was year 30 for me, but it was like year one. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're the type of leader that wants to, I'm, I'm not, I consider myself somebody that likes to be out and about on campuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what I tell everybody is I don't want them to see me and say, oh, gosh, here he comes. <laughs> you know, I want We're them to be used to seeing me and, and know that, you know, I got into this because of what kids and teachers do and, and because of education and what they do in extracurricular activities. And I like to be a part of it and see it. So in seeing that, it's just made me, re- you know, well, COVID, obviously you couldn't be out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, in Sinton, we were in the middle of a $111 million bond. Uh, had a $2 billion industry come into town. And so that meant we could pass this bond and build a new high school. The high school was over 50 years old and still lower taxes because of the the increase in our certified value. So I had gone to two meetings. I I went and met with the Lions Club, and I met with with one church ladies group. And then COVID hit. So I was done on my tour of going out. And ex- <laughs> this is a short tour. Trying to explain to yeah. people how this won't raise taxes mm-hmm. and, you know, all these things. And um, so we, I had to get very creative and I had to rely on a lot of people to help me get creative because I didn't have the tech, technological knowledge mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. it. But we were doing screencastify videos, which may be five minutes long. And we would really monitor social media. And when we saw a rumor that may not be true. Right. I would do a video and I wouldn't say we saw on Facebook, but (laughs) I would say, Hey, I've heard this question and I'd like to answer it. And I would answer it on the video and send those out. So, you know, it's completely changed everything. And and I think the, the emotional stress that it's caused, the turmoil, the friction, the the Mm -hmm. political uh, divisiveness that was created by COVID has taken the focus off of where it needs to be. And that's on student achievement and staff morale. Mm-hmm. And then I always put community relations in with that. Cause I think those three things all yeah. go hand in hand. Um, obviously the kids are falling behind. If you don't have them in school in front of our amazing teachers, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard for them to succeed and to keep up. And, um, you know, with teaks changing over the years, some of the teaks that used to be third grade teaks are now fifth grade teaks, mm-hmm. or I take that mm-hmm. back. Fifth grade teaks are now yeah. third grade. Teaks. Yeah. So, <laughs> You know, kids are being pushed like never before. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, is you can't make it up overnight. What yeah. you have to do is you have to continually gauge where are we and, and incrementally get to where you need to go again. Mm-hmm. But that starts with developing or, or making sure you have the morale where it needs to be and that they know they're supported and that they know we empathize with what they've been through. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine being a teacher 
last year. No. Whenever it Me was, neither. you know, somebody's <laughs> teaching, somebody's doing remote, they're looking up at a camera, they're looking at half their kids in the class mm-hmm. and half the yeah. kids gone or however, you know, um, just a lot of respect for what they've done. Mm-hmm. But now the goal or the hope is we're getting back to some normalcy mm-hmm. and we, you know, we want to continue to to see where we are, knowing that there's going to be some COVID slide, mm-hmm. but then start setting some realistic goals to get back to where we need to be. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think everybody's excited to kind of get back to whatever normal is going to be now, but to get back to that point. So. Yes. Do you have any specific goals? I know it's still early, but do you have any specific goals um, for Decatur ISD, some things that you want to work on immediately or that you want to focus on? Well, initially I want to work on relationships mm-hmm. and, and I want to help try to be a unifier between the district sure. and the community and, mm-hmm. and to come in and, and obviously I want to support Teachers, I mm-hmm. want to support the principals. I've I've got to meet with them individually. I've got some amazing principals here, um, and the staff members I've got to meet with are just so excited. And, and to me, that that's half the battle. If you've got yeah. the right attitude and you've yeah. got people that are willing to work, and, and our cabinet over at, at central office are amazing. And you know, anyway, I just um, you know, I would say my initial goal is to come in and let people get to see who I am. And, mm-hmm. and I always believe if people know my heart for kids and teachers. Mm-hmm. What I'm guaranteeing everybody is I'm going to make a mistake. We're going to make a decision. <laughs> Education was tough long before COVID. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if we come in and, um, you know, if, if we make a decision that's not right, if somebody knows where my heart is and mm-hmm. that we made this collaborative decision and it didn't work out, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it's going to be like, hey, let's yeah. let's learn from that mistake and right. let's move forward. Um, you know, so I think letting people see who I am mm-hmm. is, is an initial goal. You know, obviously, though, my goal is is to be the best in everything we do. And whether you're a relatively low student, I want that student to continue to climb. If you're the top student in that class, I want that student pushed every day. Um, you know, I, I'm just for differentiating what we give students and making sure they're engaged. Um, I would say two foundational pieces of of what I believe as far as academically mm-hmm. Elementary literacy, if your kids can read, they, they can succeed. And then the second thing is student engagement. Teachers have to come into this with the knowledge that what they bring forth to kids every day has got to grab their attention. And, and you, it's almost like you're an entertainer. You walk in before the, there's 30 kids in your English class and I walk in that room. They have to be there with mandatory attendance laws, but they don't have to give you their attention. Right. So how do you draw it? And the yep. best teachers I've been around in my career have that ability to walk into a room and grab those kids' attention and make them curious, make them want to learn. Yeah. Um, you know, something else I've talked to the board about that I'm excited about is mm-hmm. um, I'm a big believer in teaching kids to speak. And yeah. whether it be through project-based learning and at the mm-hmm. end of a project, they talk about this is what I learned mm-hmm. and this is what, you know, I'm just, I've interviewed a lot of people throughout my career that had every certification known to man, but they couldn't get it from their brain out their mouth right. yeah. <laughs> to, to explain what they mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And, and so for our kids to be able to stand up, look somebody in the eye, have a firm handshake and speak to somebody um, and get their point across is important to me. And that's yeah. something I'd like a good to idea. do across yeah. the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Cause a lot of kids don't have that opportunity, you know, unless you're in FFA or 4-H or programs that have specific channels for that, a lot of kids leave and have never had to have that experience. So, yeah, that's yep. great. Yep. Well, Dr. Jones, hey, we appreciate the time this afternoon. and look forward to working with you and getting to know you a lot more in the uh, coming weeks and months yeah. and years. And, uh, you know, we 
you know, always appreciate the opportunity to tell the story of Decatur ISD. You know, uh, we actually had a reporter this morning over at the STEM day or in us and she was coming back just, just bubbling over, you know, with enthusiasm. She was she, excited. Yeah. yeah she was say, well, I was only going to be there for like an hour. And I think she was there for over two <laughs> and everything to, you know, getting a chance to see what the kids were doing. And that's the staff projects. I get to meet with this afternoon. Oh, so it'll I, be fun. I'm very excited on national STEM day to get to go over. And there you go. And, um, well, that's, we were trying to get out the door and Lauren had stopped us. She was like, no, you're not going to believe it. I mean, these kindergartners had programmed these caterpillars that then they moved around. <laughs> so maybe they can show you the caterpillars when you're over there. <laughs> I'm ready. That's right. Oh, well, anything. Uh, we can do for you just give us a shout as always and like i said we look forward to you know getting you situated here in town awesome look forward to getting here and and got to thank the board for the opportunity and just Mm -hmm. want the community members to know i look forward to meeting each and every one of them i've got an open door so obviously this first two or three weeks i'm not in the open door much (laughs) but uh, when i am there i'd love to meet with people sit down with community leaders and and just kind of discuss what their vision is for decatur isd because i'm here to serve Great. Thanks for joining us. Thank you all for having me.